0: is wrench nation car talk car culture car tips car music all that is car wrench nation car talk call or text your questions now the
1: well all right well all right welcome back wrench nation uh, frank here with susan sockets French Nation, another great show for you every Wednesday, 4 p.m., 88.7 The Pulse. And if you're catching this on the podcast, you guys are mechanical maniacs. We love you. Uh, this week we uh, join in studio here shortly with uh, Chris Bowdrin of the car shop that's with Kay out here in Gilbert, Arizona, a Rock star master mechanic. Susie Sockets is in studio, Susie, you're looking beautiful today.
2: Wow, Frank, thanks a lot. Does that mean I'm not beautiful every day? No, Ooh, I, know, I
1: know. I know. Isn't that what people do? Like yeah. You do? Oh, you look so pretty today. It's like what is that? Like I'm married almost 30 years if I am That's it, I'm busted.
2: Yes. You have that
1: problem? In yeah, here? I do. But
2: thanks for thanks for that compliment. You I do. Like, you yeah. look.
1: You're radiating. Am I radiating? Is how's that? how's the garage? Everything busy over there?
2: Uh, yeah, we're. You know what? We're staying pretty steady, actually.
1: Yeah. Any yes. dr- any drama? You can give us the peeps.
2: Zero drama.
1: No, come on. There's no. Always drama zero in garage. drama,
2: Frank. It is smooth sailing.
1: It is really smooth. It is really smooth sailing. You got a whip out there? No whip. You just make it happen. It's
2: just relationships.
1: I think so. Yeah. I, you know, I always said this, and, I, I, and some of you listening probably saying, oh, it ain't that simple, but I truly believe, and our guest today, Chris Bowdrin at the car shop, he's going to be on here shortly, he'll agree as well, it's not rocket science. Own what you do yes. with your people and your organization as well as your client base that comes in. Uh, you guys can send me hate email. I love that. Frank at gmail.com. Tell me how you think it isn't as simple. It
2: is real simple very simple in fact um every day i love i love my job frank have i told you that yet today
1: job it sounds boring though job
2: i i love what i do you are the the pilot i love what i do i i love coming in every morning
1: well a lot of folks listening right now probably saying well what do you love i mean we could get into detail i'm gonna ask you that i want to go in further we're gonna we're gonna psychoanalyze and analysis you that's bad english but it is what it is Uh, Today's show topic, a lot of you have reached out. I get you on Facebook, Ranch Nation Facebook, you direct message. A lot of you are getting ready to buy. This fall is coming. You're going to buy a car. You're going to buy a used car. You want a deal. A lot of kids are going back to school. Parents want to buy the car. So we did this show about a year ago, and I think it was one one of our more successful shows based upon the feedback and the engagement we've had, how to avoid the dastardly used car lemon trickery. On Craigslist. Now, yes. It could, it could be anywhere. Yes. You buy stuff on Craigslist, Susie?
2: I, I have to say no, I've never purchased a thing from Craigslist. You don't like that guy, Craig. I, yeah, you know what? It, it's just, I, I guess I've heard some, some horror stories from Craigslist. So I just, as a consumer, choose not to use that as my platform.
1: I mean, you can buy some stuff, but I mean, for the most part, you got to be careful. We're not just beating up Craigslist, but many of you want to get a deal. And let's face it, Craigslist, like dictionary, deal, used car deal, Craigslist. I mean, that's just the fact. I think it's a go-to platform. Absolutely. It is. So we're going to dive into some of the, I'll just call it trickery, man. There's no other term for it. It's basically you go out and buy the car and then within a month, all hell breaks loose to your wallet and you, know, you got some pain. So we're going to talk about some of the emissions trickery because emissions can be a big deal like if you buy a car and it's not emission squared away and there's funny business, we had a guy in the garage not too long ago that had an issue like that. Mm-hmm. He pulled the check uh, I guess whoever he bought it from. Right. Pulled the check engine light bulb. Yes. That's dastardly.
2: Although that's a that's a great that's a great um uh, something to tell the customer, you know, it's set, it's nice to catch that to yeah. protect that consumer.
1: Well, you're talking used car pre- right. yeah. I mean, a lot of you may not Like you hear us, I don't know, sometimes we preach on it, but we talk about getting a used car pre-purchase inspection. We're going to talk more of that uh, in line with you here shortly. We're going to talk about some of those scams, some of the goofy things they're doing to sort of put a Band-Aid. It looks really good to you. Even if you've got a seasoned mechanic, some seasoned mechanics can get caught out there. So we're going to dive into how to avoid those used car lemons, mainly on Craigslist, but on the Internet in general, or At the corner laundromat. You never know.
2: Right. And we've got some great examples today, don't we, Frank?
1: We do. And these examples really I can relate to. They've come in the garage uh, over the last 25, almost 30 years of doing this. I mean, these are like like people. That's it. It's like a heart attack. You tell somebody about the scam and they didn't know mm-hmm. and it's too late it's big dollar money uh, so you want to stick around uh, we've got Chris Bowdren of the car shop with a K out of Gilbert Arizona he's a master ASC certified technician he's going to jump in and help us uh, you know like so we don't get sidetracked because we get sidetracked on this show
2: we do we have fun but we Chris do. is very knowledgeable
1: he's knowledgeable mm-hmm. I, think, I think we're somewhat half-baked knowledgeable so uh we got some news there's all kinds of interesting things going on in the world of the automotive situation Tell us i don't know i wasn't kind of buying this whole flying car situation i, I thought about the whole flying car the flying drone I mean, you can have one as a toy. I mean, did you have a drone in your household yet? I wasn't allowed to. No, I
2: mean, not like- Oh, like as an adult? Like now. I don't have one we now. We didn't know.
1: Well, you must have been I on, need one. You need- why I would, need a drone. All right. Well, drones are practical as a, sort of a hobby, but I don't know about the flying car type drone thing. Uh, we talked about uh, Ehang 184 out of China. Uh, they're actually You can actually take a drone. It's autonomous. But Toyota just filed a patent for a flying car, Susie. Really? Yeah.
2: I thought Dubai had one
1: too, didn't Dubai. they? That's Dubai, e, e hang that's one, E-hang 184. Um, you know, Toyota wants to get involved in that. My thing is this, like, I get the technologies there, but do you know how loud drones are? I mean, even just a little drone. How would you feel if I had this monstrosity pulling up, landing I mean, in front of my house? I mean, realistically,
2: how loud are they?
1: Compared well, to what? Look, just an average small drone. You can hear one flying okay. over your house. Could you imagine a full size with a cockpit <laughs> flying in, like? Sure. I mean, so I don't know how we're going to get over it. I don't know. I don't think it's practical. Uh, Toyota's taken to the skies with a flying car. Um, you can catch that story further on autoblog.com. Toyota's got to be uh, in the mix. Um, they said something about the 2020 Camry is not going to have a push to fly button. And no, the 2021 model probably won't either. So. I think they're just trying to be in the mix, is my feeling. Is it kind of like just being, comparing, like keeping we, up? Keeping we're up, also there. Yeah. Like, we're also there. But I'm not seeing flying drones. I'm thinking Elon Musk, boring. Like, he's got to deal with L.A. right now. And Elon's funny. He's not, like, he's not tunneling. He, I don't know if it's a legality, but if you watched his uh, interview with mm-hmm. uh, Joe Rogan, he says, yeah, we're just making a hole. That's it? <laughs> we're, di- we're digging a hole. That's it. Like, I'm thinking he's not elaborating too much on that because I'm wondering if there's a legality.
2: But position. he's a little risk taker, isn't he?
1: He is. But I'm, th- I'm thinking flying drones, yeah. not so practical. I'm thinking more or less we're, I'm thinking underground. I mean. That makes more sense. So Toyota wants to get in there on the mix. Stay tuned. We are going to dive into some of those dastardly. I mean, this, this is just rotten, these used car peddlers. Trying to rip people off with all these scams, we're going to highlight that. Stay tuned. We got Chris Bowden of the Car Shop coming up next. Wrench Nation. Get on to partsauthority.com check locations nationally near you partsauthority.com
0: ranch nation car talk call or text your questions now 480-655-8870
1: well all right ranch nation welcome back we're talking about the trickery uh look some of you may have experienced this you go out on a whether it be Craigslist or anywhere on the internet or your local, you know, convenience store. has got a few cars and it's all chalked up $2,500, $3,000 special. We're going to dive into some of the ridiculousness that can happen. Uh, You truly will have some wallet pain uh, to large amounts of money. Uh, We're also going to dive into what You should expect. Like, if you're going to buy a used car and you've had it inspected by a professional, let's face it, a used car is going to have some concerns that are normal. Like, you're going to put a couple of dollars in. You're never going to find a perfect used car. I want to get you guys on the Wrench Nation. You know, every Wednesday, before we dive into this topic, uh, we do the garage challenge. Last week, we talked about how we're dealing with certain reviews. And the biggest thing that we put out there was. The review that you don't have an opportunity to answer, uh, and yes, the bad reviews. You know, we're very transparent in our garage. We don't have many, Susie, but when we don't have the opportunity to answer and they just leave a bad review and off they go, that hurts. It does hurt. That's and we,
2: we like the good reviews, too, but the bad ones, we, um, it's feedback, and that's, it's great feedback for us. And so we want to know. What we did wrong, so we can actually have a yeah. chance to fix it.
1: I mean, we're normal people, man. It's the way we grow our business. And, you know, we have, I mean, the majority aren't bad. when I mean, we've got thousands of good reviews. But if you're listening, get on the Ranch Nation Facebook. Every Wednesday, we pose a garage challenge. Even if you're not a garage owner, maybe you're a younger mechanic. So we're going to get right into it. Let's introduce uh, Mr. Car Shop, K A R Shop, Mr. Chris Big Daddy Baldron, in studio clap action bam <laughs> Woo. hi chris chris good to have Hanging you with
0: Runch nation today you are yes. man you've
1: been on before and i think you got you got a little following going on the car shop following
0: we try we try we just want to take care of people fix people's cars get them back on the road make everybody happy we
1: said earlier it's not rocket science that was a commercial right there good that job. was a you went to sizzle that yeah. as a commercial uh we're talking used car uh trickery the scams but before we do, let's uh, qualify you, Mr. Chris Bowdrin, so that people know who you be. We didn't just find you on the street. Tell us a little background of uh, Mr. Chris Bowdrin.
0: I've been on in the automotive industry for 30 years now. I started flipping tires when I was 15 years old, changing oil, moved up to big heavy line work, swapping motors, became an ASE certified technician, um, managed shops for many years, and then I branched out on my own, my own location.
1: Yeah. That wasn't easy. I mean, you said a mouthful. And we get got a lot of younger, up-and-coming uh, automotive technicians and mechanics. Um, before we dive into this used car topic, what advice would you give to a younger tech that's coming up?
0: Work hard. Put in the hours. A lot of 60-, 70-hour work weeks uh, when I was coming up in the industry. how to learn how to do everything as efficiently as possible and properly as fo- possible. If you have to fix a car twice, you're losing money. So fix it right the first time, put the right parts on, do the extra distance to make sure. It comes out like it should be, like it yeah. was brand new.
1: Right? No, I love that. Uh, if in fact, man, if that was the if that was the mantra with every garage in the country. We wouldn't have all these consumer affair reports, maybe that we see. Like I, that. S-
2: I sort of just had a vision when you said tire flipping. I mean, I'm thinking like Ironman. They they flip tires for training. <laughs> Is it was that the case there?
0: Flipping tires, throwing <laughs> kegs.
1: <laughs> yeah, flipping tires. You keep it. Uh, hey, work hard, play hard. Now, Chris, I imagine that you 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 preach in your garage. Hey, before you get this used car, bring it to me so I can check it.
0: Oh, without a doubt. There's why?
1: I mean, why should somebody like, I know what I'm looking at.
0: Well, who wants to sell, who's selling a car that's in great condition? Nobody wakes up, says my car has been good. It's running good. Everything's fine. I want to get rid of it.
1: But that's what the ad said.
0: Most people get rid of cars because they know that there's something wrong because they've been to the shop. They were told their car needs this or that done where it's 500 a $1, 1000 $1,500. And they said, well, instead of putting this money into it, I'll sell it as a great car. And then the next person buying it still has to do that work on top of buying the car
1: that's that's the psychology, right? I mean you hit it on a nutshell. do you think people are not hip to that? Do you think they just buy uh, on these on the internet or these used cars and not realize that somebody's selling this for a reason?
0: Well, it's hard. everybody's got a budget you know you only have yeah. so much money that you anticipate on spending on a car, which is fine if you if you get a car that's either pre-certified or it's been looked at by a mechanic or technician and you know what you're getting into yeah.
1: Susie uh, we've had a few of these uh, cars in the shop
2: Frank we just had one the other day Um, they just bought a car uh, used car and uh, the AC went out and so they took it back to the to who they bought it from they replaced the AC they had literally three days left before they could return it so they went ahead and brought it into us and we actually were able to, we actually uh, recommended they return it because their turbo was going
1: out. Oh, gosh. That's big money.
2: Yes. So we saved them. And they, they although they were sad because they liked the car, yeah. but they were so grateful that we were able to, you know, protect their investment there.
1: A lot of, uh, a lot of these cars, Chris, um, well, I well, just pick on the PT Cruiser with a turbo. Why? But anyway, a lot of those PT Cruiser with the turbos are out there for sale. Give the folks an idea, if they are looking at a vehicle, not too much mechanical knowledge, what symptom would they have if any vehicle with a turbo is like going? Because turbos are expensive. How would they know? They're very expensive. The the biggest thing I
0: tell people when they're looking at a used car is how long has the last owner owned it for? Get a list of the maintenance and repairs that they've done over that course of time. And that kind of puts you in the right direction to how well it was taken care of.
1: But in the case of a turbo... A lot of these youngsters out there, they're getting cars with turbos.
0: Right. They're every everywhere Well, it's I mean, more and, and, and that's the
1: future. That's more and more common. I know uh, Ford has got over five million of those EcoBoosts now under the hood of Ford Explorers and Expeditions. What would be a symptom if somebody if were to go out? If you step on a
0: gas, you see smoke out of the tailpipe. That is the number one killer. That means that turbo is pulling oil into it and burning it through the combustion chambers.
1: Yeah, I think any smoke. So let's reset. So you guys know blue smoke is oil. Black smoke is gas. White smoke is coolant, right? So if you pick up it, well, think white smoke. It's like steam, right? Coolant. Black is just raw fuel. There could be an injector dumping or something to that effect. And that blue is this burning of oil. oil. Yeah.
0: Any smoke is bad smoke. No car should smoke.
1: No car should smoke, especially in California. Denver, I
0: don't know. That's a, vaping might be okay, but just vaping. not smoking.
1: No vaping, yeah. But that's a fact. I mean, a lot of people don't pay attention to that
0: when they... They I mean, don't. People get giddy. You get excited. It's like buying anything, anything that you get for the first time. All right, let's you, dive you, you into it. You want it to be the best that it can be.
1: Let's dive into it. So in terms like, it, I'm going to be the criminal peddler. I'm going to sell you a car that is smoking you're going use car salesman on us i'm going to do the used car salesman
2: i'll be your wife and i'll say no honey don't buy it
1: <laughs> but i'm listing this car on craigslist and whatever car it doesn't matter but it did smoke and what i do is i go down and get smoke be gone in a bottle smoke away smoke away you've seen that there's these. such a thing yeah well
0: it's mechanic yeah, in a bottle
1: it is so i pour this honey oil essentially that's what it, i mean if it if you look at regular oil it has some. You know, it's, it's got some fluid to it, and it, it drains a certain rhythm. You take that honey oil, it literally comes out like honey. And I want to stop this smoky car. It's available. You can go to the parts house.
0: They're there. Motor honey.
1: Motor honey. How, I, how can I identify? Like, how are you going to check my trickery if I use this stop smoke?
0: As an average consumer, it's very difficult to do. You know, when you pull the oil out, and you have to know from – what it should feel like on your fingers and to pull a dipstick out and run your fingers across it is the biggest thing there's a lot of uh used car inspections that we end up doing and the first thing we look at is the oil change sticker in the windshield and it's amazing how many people are selling a car that is way overdue on an oil change which is right there that opens the book up to be a the biggest negative factor we can see coming in yeah
1: i mean that's that's a little hanging fruit right there i mean to check that that sticker for just an average person uh i would add if you i mean pulling the oil dipstick big time that's like you can tell if there's honey oil it's going to feel real tacky if you well touch any it.
0: discoloration of the dipstick discoloration. identifies that it's gone too long between oil changes
1: yeah susie like you've been in the garage now for a few years prior to coming in the garage and sort of taking taking the reins you do an awesome job Uh, Give us an experience maybe in the past when you bought a used car. Did you have any problems before you were hooked up in the industry? You know what,
2: Frank? I have, uh, let's see here. I bought a new car. I don't think I've ever bought a used car from a dealer. Actually, no, wait, I did. I bought a used car for my kids. My used car for the kids, and um, we had... um,
1: Sight unseen, you just bought it? Sight
2: unseen. I gave my daughters the money. They were supposed to check it out. They didn't check it out. So it turns out I brought it to the garage just to do a little quick check, and it was way more than it was worth.
1: That was a lot of money. Yeah, it was a lot
2: of money. So I just went ahead and got rid of it.
1: Yeah. So number one, if you're listening, look, Chris mentions the sticker. That's a basic thing. But let's dive deeper. If you've got any suspicion, check the dipstick, right? Metal shavings, that's a problem. That means that motor internally has got some wear. So you're going to see metal flaking. And if you've got that honey oil, somebody may be masking a bottom end knock or top end valve train tick. Sounds like a sewing machine. So just be aware of that mechanic in a bottle. That noise be gone and that uh, that, uh, smoke go away stuff. It's incredible. Like it's for sale. You can buy. It's twenty bucks. And these people love that stuff if they're trying to pull one off on you.
0: It's terrible. Everybody always asks, where's the best place to find a good used car? Being a shop owner, I get that question on a weekly basis. Unless you've got a good family member or a very good friend, a big large name dealership is really you're going to be your best answer. Yeah. You're going to pay a little more up front, but in the long run you end up saving money down the road.
1: I think so there's recourse like the the folks that came in, you said they had 3 days to play with. Yes. Which is huge. Um, yes. It is. I mean, you shouldn't. But, you know, we got to speak to those that may only have a couple grand. They got a few. I mean, that's a tough to find anything for $2,000. But there's still ways to keep. Like, we always look at safety, major mechanical, and all the teeth cleaning maintenance is on the bottom of priority. If you've got two grand to buy for a vehicle, the risk is extremely high that within 30 days, you're going to go beyond an average spend, And it's a total catastrophe. So I want to just clear the air. Make sure you check the dipstick. And a lot of you saying, well, Frank, I can do that. The oil, if it's not clear, I want you to check for that honey oil because that honey oil is real deal. Some of that stuff can really mask temporarily an engine knock. So when you feel that dipstick, if it's real tacky, rear differentials can make noise.
0: A lot of noise. A big oh. home, a whining noise. The faster you go, the louder it gets.
1: And that's another place where you can essentially put this noise be gone. Yeah,
0: and something extra thick is going to mask a problem. Yeah. And, it, and it's hard as a, as a consumer to be able to pick those kind of things out. That's why finding a good shop, having a shop that you rely on is the most important thing.
1: Yeah, no For doubt. For that pre-purchase inspection, right? Correct. Yeah, I mean, I think a Chrysler, uh, Jeep in particular, which can have notorious issues with rear differentials...
0: Yeah, most people don't baby their jeeps. They're out there running them hard through the trails, going through puddles.
1: So here you are, perhaps you're seeing a jeep out there in internet land that's three grand less
0: than everything else you see advertised.
1: What happens though psychologically, man? I mean, I'm I'm I do it too, not so much with the used car market, but you find something that's less.
0: Well, especially when we're younger, you're like, when you're a kid, to that. If, if 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 it seems too good to be true. Chances are it is.
1: But we're saying that comfortably right now, but if you're maybe not.
0: As you, a eighteen but year old me bought some uh
1: I did, man. I bought rides. A, I bought a seventy two <laughs> Ford Thunder Chicken. This thing was like a four-door boat. I was pushing this thing more than it had the, it had the trunk. You could fit eighteen people in there. Like it, it it should have been a hotel or I could have charged overnight stay more than the thing was driving because it had <laughs> enough room and acreage in this thing. But I was beholden to my wallet. The car was 400 bucks. The yeah. guy said to me, "Oh yeah, everything runs good."
2: <laughs> was it really a thunder chicken?
1: Well, it's a thunder okay. thunderbird. Thunderbird. I was I'm telling you, I was pissed at that car every intersection it would stall. And this wasn't like this was a heavy duty like this you needed like 8 people to push this thing. <laughs> it was <laughs> you terrible. You better have a lot of friends. <laughs> right? I mean, like the worst thing you can do is have a job that you need to be at every day when you're young money's tight you can barely afford the insurance and you get you 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 get a car that i just like i'm not looking for fancy just can you please run (laughs) I i mean we've all been there so make sure you check the oil the rear differential anything with fluid people let's just touch before we hit the break Coolant systems, Chris. Man, there's trickery on the coolant system. The antifreeze coolant system. People are putting stop leak there too.
0: Correct, and yeah, and you can see that floating around in the coolant. What's it look just, like? Just, uh, it's always a shiny, sparkly material. It looks metallic. There again. Yeah. Any any metallic in any fluid is a is a bad sign. It's
1: not good. It's not it's like something you're,
0: to run away from.
1: Yeah, it needs to be clear, or somewhat clear. Well, even if it's dark, just no metallic
0: flaking. Right. Dark's almost better because when it's clear and too clear, it means that. There again, someone's trying to mask something.
1: Yeah, we don't want them to mask. we got Chris Baldwin with the car shop, Susie Sockets, uh, in studio. We're going to dive in a little deeper. We're going to talk to you about those check engine light issues that will rob your wallet as soon as you buy it a day later. Stay tuned. Wrench Nation next. Bolt-on Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-on Technology software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text. Real-time digital reports multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at FultonTechnology.com.
0: Ranch Nation, Car Talk. Call or text your questions now,
1: 480-655-8870. Rock on. Thanks for joining Wrench Nation. We're talking about those used car lemons we talked. Let's just kind of recap a little bit, some of the basics. And a lot of you are saying, well, I already know that, but just know about it at the time. We're going to get a little foggy. We get into that, oh, I'm getting a deal, and we forget the basics. Check that dipstick. If the oil on that dipstick has any metallic flaking, that's a problem. If the oil feels honey-like, that's a problem. Uh, certainly take a look at that. And then uh, always, always, no matter who Uncle Louie is that may be looking at the car, pay a professional. They're going to have some skin in the game. They're going to hold themselves liable to check the car out, do a pre-purchase inspection. We always uh, tell you that every. Every uh, time we talk about one of these uh, used car lemon type shows, Chris Baldwin joins us from the car shop, and of course Susie Sockets, and uh, we're going to continue on. I'd like to move into the cab somewhere that it doesn't happen often, but boy, when it does happen, it is—it's tissue time. And in the garage, like we—we we people are like they can't believe it, and that's the emissions trickery. We've had cars come in where the check engine light bulb is pulled out Susie you've experienced that situation
2: yeah, yeah. absolutely we have and that's uh it's a hard one that's I mean it's a hard one to it's a it's a good one to tell the customer what we found but it's if a hard, they're getting a pre-purchase right but if, if it's like post purchase
1: yeah. it's a problem
2: yeah the post-purchase ones are difficult
1: and so you know the check engine light many of you say well that could be something minor well if they're pulling the check engine light Chris Bowden, dude, that's like an it, it's probably
0: not minor. No, it probably not. needs something major. There's a lot of Craigslist that also. It says AC just needs charge. Well, if an AC system just need to charge, they would have charged it before they sold it.
1: Yeah, exactly. It just needs this.
0: If it's just simple and easy, it would have been done before you bought a car. That's what's to watch out for. Yeah,
1: that's now, a good point. It is a good point. Yeah. But again, I'm I'm just like I was that individual. Many of you guys, when we're when money's tight. You will look at a $1,000 car for I mean, you just got to get by, and a lot of people are doing that.
0: You need wheels.
1: You need mm-hmm. wheels. And so just had charged, main, just that doesn't mean anything to me because it sounds like it's going to be cold for the moment. For a couple days. <laughs> for a couple days. <laughs> uh, this check engine light, uh, Chris, we, we dived into the emissions. We know that the check engine light, no people, it's not a reminder that you oil change needs to be done. Forget that. Many people say, hey. I need an oil change, That's right? And we, they, and we also not. know
0: that the mo- the most yeah. common thing that'll set a check engine light is a is a bad gas cap.
1: Hell, That's right.
0: You go to a dealer, you get a gas cap, thirty dollars. You're back on the road.
1: Yeah. However, but if they've pulled the check engine light bulb out,
0: it's not a. It, it took it took more than thirty dollars worth of time to remove a check engine light bulb. So and a there's gas something gap. else going on.
1: Yeah. So catalytic converter is get
0: a big, very expensive catalytic what? converter. All newer cars have what's called variable valve timing. And when oil changes aren't done on time, it gums up those systems, and we're talking thousands of dollars to get get that repaired just to get a car through emissions. It'll still run and drive. You can still go down the road if you're living outside of a main area. That's then not, you're that's good. Not you don't need to world. worry about it. Yeah, you don't need but to worry about ma- it. But any any large metro area, you have to go through emissions every other year here in Phoenix.
1: So they could be masking neglect to oil services, which really. Just ruins uh, VVT systems. It sludges. It Correct. clogs everything up.
0: And it's problems today, and it's problems down the road, and, and it's all going to add up.
1: Yeah, a lot of people are kind of wondering over the past few years. They say, "Why do I get my oil changed at three thousand miles, five thousand miles?" Chris, set the record straight because the VVT situation where that oil sludges, that's like you can prematurely. Ruin stuff if you're not timely. Correct. Yeah. I'm, what I'm are a, you saying for an oil service? I'm a
0: big proponent every five thousand miles. Yeah. Five thousand miles. The average person's driving fifteen thousand miles a year. It's three oil changes a year. Mm-hmm. To push it and only do two oil changes, the money you're going to save really doesn't. For the long run, it it does it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. You got in the wallet. We absolutely. all we all want to make the wallet make sense.
1: And it's check engine light that they've pulled out. Let's say they were masking a VVT issue. That's one thing. But if they were masking a catalyst efficiency fault.
0: Yeah. Catalytic converters are big dollars. big dollars.
1: And so you understand that's that rhodium and palladium. It's precious metal that's put in these things. Yeah.
0: So now you now you bought a car that seems like it's, you know, five hundred, eight hundred dollars less than every other one that's for sale on Craigslist. And now you need to spend fifteen hundred dollars just to get it through emissions.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, we have a few of these catalyst efficiency faults that come in the garage
0: uh, on so on their on their
1: own, like, but still like people. So the best thing to go back to there. So let's get into the solution. Check engine light that has been removed. No, when you're kicking tires, looking at the vehicle, you're not going to pull the cluster. But what you can do, a simple thing you can do. If you can operate a blender, you can do this. That's turn the key on. Don't start the vehicle. Yeah,
0: the key on engine off test.
1: Right. And that's a bulb test.
0: And all the, war- all, the, all the basic warning lights should come on. And then once the vehicle started, they should all go off. And if there's a light that doesn't come on, there's a reason for that.
1: Yeah, and you should be – in fact, I wouldn't even ask questions because you're going to get stories. I just walk away.
0: Right, because then it's my, my uncle selling the car, my cousin selling right. the car, my grandmother selling the car. And it
1: went from cream puff to puff puff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, seriously. So
1: just know that, people. Like part of what you're doing when you're kicking tires – Get away from the fuzzy dice and all that armor roll because that's going to kind of fool you. And I'm not knocking folks that do it, but your job is to protect your money. And if you're out there kicking tires, turn the key on and check it. The light should come on, including the airbag light.
0: That's a huge That's
1: a big deal. Like, people don't realize. Now, many of you saying, well, I could do without an airbag. But if you're that mom buying a caravan, airbags mean a lot. And you don't know about it until... There's a test done down the road, and we find out airbags are missing.
0: Yeah, that becomes a huge problem, and that's a lot of salvage restored vehicles. And there again, we're going to get into we're going we're going to delve into the the importance of titles on a vehicle. Yeah, we're going to cover titles and what in they a little mean, bit. and yeah. and the, and the yeah. acronyms that go with them. And right,
1: uh, let's dive in. A lot of folks said, "Well, I got it inspected; everything seems to be fine." Chris, what do you think, man? What what is an average that And I know there's variables, but if I bought a used car, what can I sort of expect, if you will, in what I'm going to put into this car, maybe over six months or maybe that first two months?
0: Well, what what I've learned to be the average that I tell most of my customers and most people in general is you're going to spend $100 a month to keep a car on the road. You know, the first five years of owning a car, you're making car payments and the average car payment now is... What, up to $450, $480 to buy a car?
1: Six to 8000 a year, roughly. Right,
0: and then to maintain it, if you spend 100 to $150 a month, then that is the cheapest car payment you can have, just as long as you feel safe and comfortable in the car and it's reliable. Right. Every car, just like everything else, has a, a lifespan. And the better it's taken care of, the longer that lifespan is. The, the longer the oil changes go, the less flushes that are done, the basic maintenance teeth-cleaning things that aren't done on time greatly shortens and reduces the life of that vehicle.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Susie, before you got in the industry and uh, come to work for the garage, did you have uh, any of these sort of used car situations where you bought it You drove it, and then three months later, there was uh, huge issues?
2: No, I'm going to go back to that car that I talked about earlier, because it's funny that uh, Chris mentioned, you know, it needs AC recharge. It's exactly what it said in the ad, too. (laughs) It needs an AC recharge, may need an alignment, may need, Mm. um, you know, just small things. And like I said, when it came down to it, it was... Control arms. It was ev- it was everything that needed to be replaced. You really
1: don't know. I mean, if you're looking at an ad, whether it's I mean, we're not beating Craigslist up solely, but even the car on the corner, it's like you just don't know. I mean, it's it, it's really risky. And I, I gotta tell you, a lot of you have an uncle uh, or an aunt, for that matter, that's a mechanic, and that's cool. But I think it's important to have that exchange. I paid you for some accountability. Chris, what's your thought on that? Like somebody's paying you. You're going to be accountable. You're going to take responsibility. Well, yeah, that, that's yeah. my
0: name, my reputation. I have to put on the line whenever I look at something. So if I give someone a thumbs up, I want, to, I want to make sure I'm giving them a thumbs up. If I give them a thumbs down, then obviously there's something to run away from. And I've had customers come in where I tell them to... Not buy a vehicle because it's got a salvage restored title because it needs this work or that work, yeah. And they're still so fixated on the point that they really, really like the car that they want it, yeah, no doubt. And I
1: mean, well, and, and then to the wallet, look like we're talking comfortably, you're listening, chill, relax. But the minute like the deal is on, like it becomes different for us. I mean, we're all human, it's money, in that. It's, it's
0: thousands of dollars. Well, I'm just w- saying, like, we
1: with. we it's like we we kind of panic about the deal and then you know, we're, we're kind of to our wallet. Like we believe like, this is what I got. This is what I'm going to pay. He's going to give it to me. So I want you guys to stay tuned. We're also going to cover some of the other items uh, that can be notorious uh, headlights. They said you just need a headlight bulb. You want to stay tuned because it is not just a headlight bulb could be really expensive. Stay tuned. wrench nation next. Rock on! Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Susie Sockets, Frank here, and of course uh, Chris Bowdrin with the car shop. I want to remind you guys: get with on a re- K, with a K, we, with a K. Don't forget, don't the forget K. the K. K or car, yeah, K. This that not many K. We got
0: to be unique and different. You are, but K
1: is in the name.
0: Correct. Chris with a K. Car I mean, with a guy. K. Simple Makes sense. sense.
1: Uh Speaking of name, get on a Wrench Nation Facebook for the month of October, people. We've got a Pittsburgh Automotive Engine Oil Pressure Test Kit. We've got the Easy Red Memory Saver and the Bubba Blade. Uh, You can catch the live stream before uh, the show. We actually uh, posted up a little live stream action about what this is. We're going to pick three winners. Uh, Share our information. Share our content. Look, if you don't share it, comment. Get engaged. Look, the idea of the show is really to help as many people out. Uh, Yeah, we'd love your shares and likes. But honestly, this is all about getting the information out to as many people. We're here for you. I like that. That's yep. a tagline. Car what shop is that Chris. one right there, Frank? The this red is a, handle? The Bubba Blade. You want to read what the Bubba Blade is? Go ahead, Susie. It's wow, let's
2: see. What is it? Um, let's see. The Bubba Blade. It is a 7-inch woody skidding and hunting knife. Uh, nylon sheath included and with a no-slip grip
1: handle. This is popular, this Bubba Blade. This looks cool. And the memory savers, that's a $120 memory saver.
2: Their tagline is one cut and you're through.
1: Yeah, you just can't cut. You, you might probably don't cut yourself. But, all right, we're talking about those used car lemons. Um, and we did mention check engine light bulb, any bulb that, you know, uh, is missing. You turn the key on, don't start it. Uh, key on, engine off kind of thing. And and you, all those lights should light up. So just know about that. That's a great way to see if there's any funny business. Um, you know, so in any event, we're going to move further with the – Get away from the mechanics of things and talk a little bit about the title washing, Susie. You know, I'm not too familiar with it. Tell me about this title washing
2: if Actually, I buy a car. Chris, we were talking about it. You know a little bit about the title washing?
0: Well, yeah, there, there's hurricanes, there's floods, there's cars that get totaled out by insurance companies, and when they get sold from state to state, titles get changed, and information can be altered at that point in time.
1: And what really shocked me is that not every state there are loopholes. You would think that's like federal government. Right. Like all states would have to have a process
0: procedure. Right. Well, people have heard of you know something called the Lemon Law. If you buy a new car, you bring it back for the same problem more than three times, and the manufacturer can't correct it, they buy it back from you. Well, California has a large Lemon Law, and Arizona doesn't. So California can sell their Lemon Law cars in Arizona, and there, there's no recourse on there's
1: that. There's no recourse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this odometer fraud, a lot of people are feel like because everything is so electronic um under hood that those days of pulling a cable and parking the cable not connecting it but you can still have a so it doesn't accumulate is that doesn't what doesn't accumulate you can still have a odometer fraud mm-hmm.
2: how how do you get a odometer fraud well i mean a essentially box-y title
1: yeah C. exactly <laughs> it's just basically box C and oh that's it well, they're they're not every, t- every not,
0: time you go through emissions, they look at your mileage. For those they, that
1: don't it, know a boxy, I mean, you now you're talking into like deeper, less reliable titles like a salvage title could have
0: a box C. And it's an alternative. Al- something's been altered on the car that that doesn't coincide with its history.
1: Now, can somebody go in and alter that electronically? Yes. The new car is not so much, though, right? Isn't it more difficult on the new cars?
0: It's difficult.
1: But still, somebody's it's got to do It's doable.
2: <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. Now, here's one, Frank.
1: Curb stoning. Have you ever heard of that? Well, I know that in the state of Arizona, curb stoning, mm-hmm. that's no. I know in Arizona, they've tried to get together and make these laws where you can only sell, I think it's seven cars a year.
0: Three. Is it three now? Three as, a, as an individual, a private party.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, curbstoning is actually car dealers posing as private sellers to avoid the national and state regulations. And in fact, this was kind of weird because we actually had a pre-purchase inspection just uh, last week, and for some reason, we felt that curbstoning was taking place because the gentleman selling the car met the better our customers at the shop, and then literally took off the license plate and says, "You are not to test drive
0: it."
1: That's funky right there.
0: That is funky. Mm. We're a shop. shop. We don't need a license plate to drive a car in a shop. Yeah. We have insurance policies that cover us. We have our work order. So technically, we can drive any car.
1: Escrow scams uh, where people want you to deposit some money into a PayPal or through eBay. I mean, when PayPal first came out, it was. I think PayPal is not a bad thing now, but you still look, go meet at the bank if you're going to make a deal. I say meet at the bank or the police department. <laughs> yeah, one, one of those two things. One of those the two things. things. And cash is...
0: Make sure that the person selling the car is the name on the title. That's yeah. that's a huge...
1: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, some folks may argue that they're okay with a salvage title. And I know one thing that we haven't covered, that may ruin their day. They may understand that a salvage title may have... a car may have some problems. But if a car is permanently pulling to the left or right and someone says, well, yeah, it's a salvage it just needs an alignment, that's like major frame damage. Like, the car is not alignable. It's good. That's it. Correct. It's pulling.
0: When, when when there's a salvage title, it means that a car had enough damage done to it that an insurance company refused to fix that car properly and instead paid a person to take it off the road. Then someone buys the car, does just enough repairs to get it back on the road to do a Level one, level two inspection through the MVD, and it's back on the road. Yeah, but that car technically was already totaled. Yeah, so salvage means totaled.
1: Uh, Chris is standing in the studio right now. He's in command control.
0: Yes, he's making I, me I nervous. I like it. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't like sitting. I can't sit for long.
1: No, but it's it's good. It's like you direct. I feel like he just wants me to have to look up to him. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's talk about now. One of the other things is. Some couldn't care less about a recall. But again, I go back to the mom that's got looking at a caravan. And if there's an open recall on a vehicle that is supposed to be mandatory parked, it doesn't happen often. And I don't have a case example, but I know periodically manufacturer says we got a recall. We're waiting for parts. You cannot drive it. Let's say it's a fuel issue. That, right, that it, could
0: be a problem. Yeah, it becomes a safety issue.
1: Big time. So and
0: anybody selling a car, if they know there's an open recall, all they have to do, recalls are for free. You go to a manufacturer, a dealer, any dealer that made your car, not where you bought it from, not who's servicing your vehicle, any manufacturer will take care of that for free. Yeah,
1: and if it you has to go to part a of your homework is you can get on a NHTSA, N H T S A dot gov, type in the VIN number, that's a good way of you know, finding out. Hey, is this have an open recall? That's like safety, big time. Like we know about the Takata. Almost every car out there has got the. I mean, issue. Everybody's driving those. But that's something like you should know about, and you know that's part of that process of uh, you know checking out. If I bought a used car, let's say I'm in that five to seven thousand, I want to buy uh, from a small dealer, and they say, "Hey, listen, we can work out a really good deal." But the extended warranty, we want you to kind of include that so it covers both of us. Do you think these extended warranties are scams?
0: They're not scams. It's a piece of protection. It's an insurance policy. We have medical insurance. We have dental insurance. And an extended warranty is an insurance on your car. It's not going to protect everything. It's going to protect the large things that fail. Yeah. And you buy a car hoping something large doesn't fail. But if it does, then that's there to protect you. But then again, insurance companies are in business to make money and they're really good at what they do.
1: They're really good, especially that fine print. I would say where you're going to get the used car inspection, your place, our place, any garage, or even for that matter, dealer, they'll actually look at that extended warranty that you're thinking about buying. Because those garages are dealing with it. Our garage, we deal with at least 20 of these things a month. And we know the good ones, the bad ones. We know where fine print. This is not covered because X, Y, Z. That's a problem for you, and
2: we've seen them pay off too to some of our customers,
0: right? But so that's twenty eighteen. Google the VIN number. Google the extended warranty company. Google as much as you can to get information.
2: Now, I wanted to share that some of the information we obtained today was uh, from the website DMV.org. And then there is a spot where you can actually ask for a vehicle history just based on the VIN number. So take advantage of that.
1: I think the DMV has come a long way. It used to be bad. I think they're trying to help the people. I think so, too. I I wouldn't go down to one. Well,
2: before it was it was, it was chaos. Now it's mean, pretty good. In and out in thirty minutes.
1: I don't know. That's not how I'm gonna do no, it. third
0: party. A third party.
1: Third party. All right, there you have it. More Chris Baldwin, uh, with the car shop hanging with us. Thank you, brother, for joining us. Give the folks uh internet address. Where can
0: they find you? That's Chris with a K at car shop with a K A Z dot com. We're on the southeast corner of Warner and Cooper in Gilbert, Arizona.
1: Beautiful Gilbert, Arizona. The car shop. Susie, I think we we helped a little bit. I think we helped the peoples a little bit too. I think we did, Frank. This was a great show. Yeah, it's intense. Like, we take it for granted. And sometimes, look, I'll be honest with you listening. I mean, we take it for granted. Like, it's like a doctor. Oh, it's just surgery. Don't worry. You'll be okay. But to bake it, break it down to the basics, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. So we hope we helped you. Always looking for your comments, your reviews. If you've got a show topic idea, get on to uh, wrenchnation.tv or if you're hanging on the podcast. Uh, give, us, uh, give us your ideas. And uh, don't forget to get on Facebook, Wrench Nation Facebook. we got the Easy Red Memory Saver Engine Oil Pressure Test Kit and the Bubble Blade the month of October. We'll be giving those away. All we ask is that you share our, our stuff. Hopefully you've liked that. And as I tell you every week, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic.